Hey guys, what's up? It is your girl, Nomi Jackson here, along with the tranquility essence of Ishii here, <laughs> standing by my side. Well, not literally standing, but you get the point. <laughs> How are you guys doing today? What is up? It is Monday, December 20th, 2021 at 1.45 p.m. How are you guys doing, my beautiful, beautiful, gorgeous babies? How are you doing today? And how was your weekend? Did you do anything exciting? Did some last-minute shopping? Anything you want to tell me about? I'm here. I want to listen. And I'm nosy. <laughs> As you should can testify, I'm incredibly, incredibly nosy. But hey, <laughs> we've all got our flaws. Um, let's see. I didn't do much of anything. Uh, we watched, our, we did our Sunday, uh, not Sunday, our Saturday movie and brunch, uh, last one of the year, and we saw It's a Wonderful Life. Yay! Now, um, I've been watching It's a Wonderful Life forever, <laughs> so, like, it was always, I always had it on during Christmas, you know, when the kids were growing up, but, um. Apparently, my son never really actually paid any attention to it. <laughs> but so now he's like really into movies. And so um, he really, really liked it. And he gave it a 10. I, I just really like that movie. It's just, you know, just the right amount of sweetness and reality mixed together. You know what I'm saying? So I think everyone can really identify with that movie, you know, feeling down on your luck. And well, then you kind of realize what you do have, which... It's something I think everyone should do. It's just to have gratitude in your life. It makes a huge difference. Um, and do that, you know, with having a relationship with your Heavenly Father. It's a good thing to do. As a matter of fact, I was like laying here the other day and I just realized something. It just kind of came out of the blue. <laughs> Actually, when I take the Delta 8, like I get like all these fantastic revelations and everything. It's great man I just love this stuff <laughs> but anyway I get um these great and grand revelations and uh the one I got the other day it was like the day before yesterday I think um anyway it affects your memory not in a good way either <laughs> but um like I just realized just how much I do have even though I don't you know what I'm saying um like, I can't imagine anyone saying, ooh, I want to be her. <laughs> I definitely, positively think it's quite the opposite. Anyone that actually knows what I've been through in my whole entire story. Uh, everyone's like, ooh, gosh, I hope that doesn't happen to me. That's pretty much the kind of uh, reaction I get. And sometimes, you know, I wonder whether or not I'm being a good spokesperson for God. You know, I want... That's what I really want to do. I just want to be a good person. And I want to make him proud of me, you know. And, you know, like how some people, like Michael Jackson, for example, <laughs> he just did. So, obviously, he did his he did his um job on Earth so well, you know. And, like, it left no doubt. I mean, you see the proof of all the stuff, you know he's helped people with and there's you know it's written down there myself I can't really say all that and you know just sometimes I feel like I'm not accomplishing enough 
And like when you look at Michael, you can see that is a son of God. I don't believe everyone is a child of God, but you can see it through, shine through some people and absolutely positively shown through him. And it still shines. He's still shining where he is right now. I am telling you. And um, I don't know. But then, um, you know, <laughs> I digress. Um, the fact is, I just realized, even though I don't have a lot, I am happy for with what I do actually have. And I'm sure uh, people that have less than me would probably love to have what I have. Um, so I really have no right to complain. Uh, I live in a very, very small apartment. I mean, it's teeny. And the kitchen is, oh my gosh, ugh, that's the bane of my existence. Not really, but you know, it's so small. And for someone that spent her childhood and adulthood loving to cook and always having a regular size kitchen, you know, this one, it's, I don't know, it's, it kind of depresses me that I can't do everything that I want to. And, you know, I just really want to go back to living in a house where I can feel free to do what I want to do and whatnot. So anyway. Uh, I digress again. Uh, my point was that uh, I really do have a lot to be thankful for. And yeah, I, I've come a long way. And I am just so grateful for God to, you know, for helping me. And, you know, just helping me on this journey that I have. And it's absolutely positively God's journey. It's definitely not what I had in mind definitely not and certainly <laughs> not as fun as I thought it was going to be but there are some surprises um you know that are fun and exciting he's he's got something wonderful for me it's not something that I can share you know with the world but you know I know it just shows I have something that shows that he loves me and I just hope you know he appreciates um what I do because that's what I live for at this time anyway I did go on and on oh my gosh um let me quickly jump to okay today I'm gonna give you all the uh relationship questions from reddit because I didn't do that the last time Ugh, this is paid come on now okay I had this up here oh my god uh Guys, this is not working out for me. Thank you for staying by me and listening. Okay, I had, see, I had this page picked out. I had the question, and now it looks like it's been removed. So, dang it. Because I looked at it early this morning, and, you know, I had that picked out. What I, um, oh, okay, so, uh, they reprinted it down further. Here we go, guys. Sorry about that. My 30-year-old male wife. 27 female is now at the end of her rope after being together now for six years i don't know what to do and don't really have anyone to ask for any sort of marriage advice for a little background i was a kid that was created to save a failing marriage which unsurprisingly didn't work since my parents divorced when i was three years old i eventually turned into the kid that lived out of a suitcase while my parents argued about whose problem i was my mother ended up divorced two more times after my dad left he was husband number two and developed a toxic emotional attachment to me my wife grew up in a severely abusive household where her parents were completely toxic to each other but stayed together for the children. She was physically, mentally, and emotionally abused by her parents living in a hoarding house. She was forced to clean with a snow shovel starting at age seven. 
we both went to therapy to try to heal from our childhoods and I thought everything was great. But the other week she screamed and cried. I wasn't supporting her at all. She always takes on every task in the household while working full time and then burns herself out. She also never asks for help until this burnout happens. And she's kind of right of my chore list over the past few years has whittled down to just laundry and loading the dishwasher. I also seem to ruin everything I plan out for our anniversaries and birthdays so that she handles the planning and budgeting as well. This time, though, she even brought up things in the early part of the relationship, which I'm not proud of. Long story short, when we were dating, I didn't want to end up like my parents and I had a timeline in my head. When things were moving too fast for me, I would push back on these milestones because I was scared. Now she's looking back on these memories like she bullied me into the relationship and I never really wanted to be with her. I don't want my marriage to end and she really is the best thing that ever happened to me, but I don't know how to make it right or make it come up to her. I might schedule couple counseling, but honestly, I don't know if you can afford it. Do any of you have any advice for me? Okay, what really actually stood out for me were the answers <laughs> to this guy and they're all point on and abs. I, I don't even know if I can add any more. Um, okay. Uh, uh, uh. Let's see. Okay. Thank you for listing all the bullshit reasons he is giving. You live in a house, clean it up. Many women, including myself, are sick of being put in a mother-child relationship while men don't know how to fix it. Couples counseling isn't going to do anything. Clean up, take your part in your marriage. By the time you start yelling, we've already considered leaving, and life is a lot easier cleaning up everything. And basically, there's this another one. I can't really find it. Um, okay, this one. It says, come here. Came here to say the same thing. It's not that effing complicated. You live in the house. Use your eyeballs to look around and see what needs to be done and take care of it. Act like an adult. Jeez. <laughs> uh, this one says, as a man in my 30s, this type of attitude just blows my mind. When you see dirty dishes in the sink, do you really need a effing list to tell you to do the dishes? When the counters are cluttered, do you really need a parental figure telling you maybe you should clean the effing counters? When the stove is greasy and messy, are you really so incapable that you can't take a effing sponge and some cleaner and clean the effing stove? <laughs> How the F does your wife take on every task in the household while working full time? Does she... Oh, does it not get dirty when she's not around? Do household chores take a vacation while she's at work? The only possible way she's taking on every task in the household is if you're ignoring them. And your wife comes from an abusive household that had issues with hoarding. You don't think she'd be sensitive to this crap? That it wouldn't be bug the F out of her and remind her of her parents' abuse? Um, F and clean, bro. Take a GD sponge. I don't like that word. And some warm water soap. Clean the effing kitchen. Take the effing vacuum and mop and mop and bucket and vacuum the dirty ass carpet and clean the tile. Take some GD Ajax and a scrub brush and clean up the effing bathroom. You could do all of this in one single day while your wife is at work and it would do absolutely wonders in healing your marriage. Stop being a man's child. <laughs> I love that guy's response, especially that it's from a man telling that to another man. Yeah, it does kind of sound like that. And like men, I think, use that a lot of times to cop out. You know, oh, well, she does it better. She does it so much more than better than I do. Oh, I can't clean right or she doesn't think I do. No, just clean. You don't want to live in a pigsty. I mean, 
were you living living in a pig side before she came along? And they're right. You don't have to ask. If you live there, you just clean it. I mean, do you want to, you know, be in a nasty bathroom? Do you want to walk into a nasty kitchen and see uh, dishes piled up in the sink? No, just clean it. Um, You know, that's, I don't know. I guess they were never taught that um, their moms probably did everything in the house. They probably never had to wash a dish in their life or something like that. So, um, you know, everyone, it's a household. Everyone's got to get together. Um, you know, if she works full time, it'll be different maybe if she was a full time housewife and, you know, he had a big enough income, you know, to make it work and everything. Then, you know, of course she would do this, you know, the day to day stuff while there. But even in that situation, the guy only works eight hours a week and she works the whole day. I think once the guy comes home and relaxes, he still needs to contribute to the household because her job is 24-7 and she does need a break. So, you know, he can come in and take care of the kids for a couple hours that won't even come close to all that the woman would have to do. Or the uh, stay-at-home parent, I should say, because it could, it works both ways these days. Sometimes uh, the man is at home. Um, but I don't think the person that works should be devoid of house cleaning because if they lived alone, they'd still have to clean it unless they like living in a pit. So anyway, so that is our relationship advice for today. And like I said, I think they did a really good job and I guess I didn't really need to do that. Okay. I'm going to hop into on this day. I realize I am just going on and on today, guys, on this day, December 20th. What happened in history? Okay. Uh, in 1803, French flag lowered in New Orleans to mark the formal transfer of the Louisiana Purchase from France to USA for $27 million. In 1812, Grimm's Fairy Tales or Children and Household Tales by Jacob Grimm and Wilhelm Grimm is first published. I bought that last year, the whole big, thick uh, Grimm's Fairy Tales. It, it was, I don't know. It wasn't something that I enjoyed reading the yeah I didn't really yeah anywho 1917 Cheka Forum Soviet State Security Force and forerunner to the KGB under Felix Dzerinsky after decree by Lenin okay whatever <laughs> in 1960 the National Liberation Front better known as Viet Cong is officially formed in South Vietnam Today in film and TV, in 1946, Christmas classic, It's a Wonderful Life, film premieres in New York, directed by Frank Capra, starring James Stewart, Donna Reed, and Lionel Barrymore. I was just talking about that. Okay, today in music, 1823, play Vos Princess of Cyprus by Helmina von Chesey with Incidental by Frank Schubert premieres in Vienna. Schubert. Okay, and today in sports in 1894, England beat Australia by 10 runs in the first six-day test cricket Australia, blah, blah, blah. Did you know Elvis Presley receives his draft notice to join the U.S. Army for National Service? 
on this day in history, 1957? I didn't know that because I wasn't even born yet. And even if I was, I don't really know that I can really care that much, but hey, that's just me. Today's birthdays, guys. Harvey Firestone, 1868 to 1938. Firestone, I'm assuming of the Firestone tire family, I would assume. Uh, someone named Branch Rickey, 1881 to 1965, no clue. Robert Menzies, 1894 to 1978, no clue. Jonah Hill is 38 years old today. Dylan Wang is 23 today. And Killian M-B-A-P-P... And an E with a little accent mark. I'm sorry, I can't pronounce it. He appears to be some kind of a sports person. Anyway, happy birthday to y'all. Happy, happy birthday. Okay, let me now jump into our lyrics, continuing our Christmas lyrics. I gotta go fast, guys. This is taking a lot longer than I thought because I was busy yapping my trap. <laughs> Yet you guys are still here listening, and I really appreciate it. That means a lot to me, you guys. Are I consider you guys my friends for that. Okay. Uh, one of my favorite Christmas songs is You Are Mean One, Mr. Mr. Grinch by Thurl Ravenscroft. And it's on the album How the Grinch Sold Christmas, 1966. They charted number 32 in the U.S. and A. You're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. You're real. You really are a heel. You're as cuddly as a cactus and charming as an eel, Mr. Grinch. You're a bad banana with a greasy black peel. You're a monster, Mr. Grinch. Your heart's an empty hole. Your brain is full of spiders. You've got garlic in your stole. soul, Mr. Grinch. I wouldn't touch you with a 39 and a half foot pole. You're a vile one, Mr. Grinch. You have termites in your smile. You have all the tender sweetness of a seasick crocodile, Mr. Grinch. Given the choice between the two of you, I take the seasick crocodile. You're a foul one, Mr. Grinch. You're a nasty, wasty skunk. Your heart is full of unwashed socks. Your soul is full of gunk, Mr. Grinch. The three words that best describe you are as follows, and I quote, Stink, stank, stunk. You're a rotter, Mr. Grinch. You're the king of sinful sots. Your heart's a dead tomato splotch with moldy purple spots, Mr. Grinch. Your soul is an appalling dump heap overflowing with the most disgraceful sort of deplorable rubbish imaginable mangled up in a tangled up knot you nauseate me mr grinch with a nauseous super nos you're a crooked jerky jockey and you drive a crooked hoss mr grinch you're a three-decker sauerkraut and toadstool sandwich arsenic sauce <laughs> i i don't know why i just like really enjoy that song um also i just love his voice it's like perfect for it let's see what it says about it it says this was written and recorded for the classic 1966 dr seuss tv holiday special how the grinch stole christmas seuss wrote the lyrics and albert haig wrote the music oh i know albert haig he was on fame he was the old um teacher on fame y'all remember that i forget what he taught oh it was an instrument, right? Like a violin or something. I don't remember. But he was the old gray here, the white-haired old guy in um, the movie and the uh, series. Anywho, the song appears three times in the special, starting when the Grinch begins crafting his imposter Santa suit, 
Each time it plays, we hear more about this despicable green guy who eventually grows a heart. The version played on radio as a combination of the three show uses. Thorough was the voice of Kellogg's Frosted Flakes, Tony the Tiger. They're great! <laughs> and one of the most famous advertising icons ever created. Tony the Tiger's catchphrase is, they're great. I just said that, dang it. <laughs> Ravenscroft died in 2005 at age 91. Oh, I never even heard about that. How the Grinch Stole Christmas was a book before it was made into a movie. Warner Brothers legend Chuck Jones is the animation. In the movie, the Grinch is voiced by Boris Karl Karloff, a famous horror movie actor. This led many people to believe he recorded the song. Okay, so I think if they ever have to remake the movie and or, you know, the song, I think the only person that could do it justice would be Mr. Kelsey Grammer. Because to me, this Thurl guy sounds a lot like uh, Kelsey, or I should say Kelsey sounds a lot like Thurl. Um, I just adore Kelsey Grammer's speaking voice. I just really, really like it. I think he'd be perfect for that role. If anyone out there in Hollywood is considering it, darling, I think you should consider consider Mr. Frazier for the job. Okay, guys. Well, Let's see, we talked about Mikey briefly, how wonderful he was, and, well, basically, I always talk about how wonderful he is, don't I? Uh, so, I will just quickly mention what our, our Mikey thingamajiggy is for today. If the page wants to load. I've been having trouble with the page loading on me lately. It's just taking sweet-ass time. Come on now. Okay. This is a quote. Mikey Pooh Jackson, it says Michael Jackson, was more of a hip-hop head than he publicly admitted. He chilled with Biggie, T-Pain, and Warren G, and Jay-Z, unquote, hip-hop wired. I guess that's a magazine or something. The rap on Jam was still by Heavy D, but we all know that. Huh. Well, hip-hop wired. He may have liked some hip-hop music, and hell, I like some hip-hop hip-hop music but i highly doubt he was a hip-hop head i highly highly doubt it i i could find out for sure if i wanted to (laughs) let's just say that i don't think he was a hip-hop head at all but even though he enjoyed some of it and you know i did too especially a lot of the older stuff the stuff now eh not so much but then again i feel eh about pop music and basically all the genres are just meh right now as far as i'm concerned but I know it's just simply my opinion, and in my head, my opinion don't mean a hill of beans, so whatever. <laughs> anyway, guys, now's a good time to let you all go and remind you that God, your Heavenly Father, loves you, and he wants a relationship with you, so you you guys go out there and make that happen, okay? He's waiting on you, and my boy Ishi here loves you, and I love you, and Michael does love you, I heard. Mm-hmm, from a good source. So you can take that to the bank and cash it, okay? Thank you. <laughs> we want you guys to go out there and have a wonderful and beautifully blessed day. Odavo.